What's up, boys? Welcome into a very special episode, a Sunday night edition episode of D12, a weekly review. Now, typically, I do one a week. Usually, comes out on Thursdays, uh, chronicling our uh, D12 Fantasy Football League. Uh, I got to thinking, um, I watch a lot of football, um, and I figured I was like, you know what, I'm going to write some stuff down. I'm a football guy. I love football. I'm a football, I guess, guy's guy, you know, get your guy kind of guy. Um, and I was like, well, I'm just going to start writing down some stuff. See if we can't turn this into an episode as well. Um, I'm sure most of you are just like me where you're, you're in, and I don't know who's listening to this. Could be anybody, could be nobody. Who knows? But if you're like me, you're in a couple of different leagues. So when you're watching games, you're rooting for, for certain players, having a good time in the group chat, all that stuff. Um, so, you know, I, some of these shows have all these analytics and crazy stats and things of that nature. I thought, you know what, I'm just going to present some information going with my gut. Uh, you know, what my eyeballs tell me. Some people do the eyeball test. I do the eyeballs test because I think having two eyes on it are better than one. So we'll get right into the action. I watched, you know, pretty much we uh, went through the entire day. So we had the London game this morning, so that was that was a pretty wild one. But I'm going to start with the most recent, which was the Sunday night game. I didn't write down quite as much for this game, but and I'm going to I'm going to give my opinion based off of what I've seen of what I do, which you can take it or leave it. So sometimes I'm good at fantasy football, sometimes I'm not. But I do watch a lot of football. So Tampa Bay uh, plays Kansas City tonight, um, which was a pretty high-scoring game, um, which wasn't expected because Tampa Bay's defense has been pretty good this year. So, basically what I took away from that on the, on the Kansas City side was that you, and you just play Travis Kelsey no matter what, obviously. Um, I think the real question is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and his ridiculous helmet uh, that looks like a motorcycle's helmet. Um, he keeps finding his way into the end zone, which cannot be ignored even though Pacheco's out there quite a bit, and then McKinnon's in there doing who knows what every now and then. Um, but for the most part, it seems to be Clyde Edwards-Alaire's backfield. Um, so he's been punching it in pretty much every week, and that's an offense that's high-powered. They score a lot of points. So if I'm a guy who has that guy in Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I'm, I'm probably playing him pretty often. Um, Especially considering, because most of the uh, the top running backs aren't doing diddly, so which I've been victim of that 
some some of my teams. So Clyde Edwards Hilaire, definitely a someone that could be considered a flex play every week just based off of touchdowns. Um Kansas City wide receivers, we have no clue. Nobody does. They can tell you they do, they don't. Um they're trotting out dudes out there uh that tight end Noah Gray who's running quarterback sneaks. They're throwing balls to Fortson on the goal line. Justin Watson catches an eighty yard bomb every now and then. And Hardman, Valdez, Scantling, and Juju are just you pick your poison, whoever you want to think's gonna make gonna play well. Who knows? So that's pretty much the sum up of uh, Kansas City. Again, I don't have all the numbers for that, but and then Tampa Bay, um, you're obvious, you're obviously playing Mike Evans because that dude had what two touchdowns tonight, definite stud. Lenny, obviously volume king. Um, Rashad White, if you're a Lenny guy, if if you've gotten your guy in Lenny, then you're probably going to want to pick up Rashad White. Um, and then the other three receivers, Julio, Gage, and uh, Chris Godwin. I mean, I would imagine any single one of them will go off at any week, and they won't be in your lineup. So, you know, you can you can piddle with that. But for the most part, Mike Evans and Lenny. Um, Tom Brady had a nice game. He threw for over 300 yards, so that was good. Um, uh, the morning game. Uh, we had Minnesota taking on New Orleans in London. So that kicked the day off great, 9.30 in the morning with an absolute electric factory. We had the double doink. I don't know how many versions of the double doink there are now, but I know there's the, the one in Chicago brings the uh, most memory there, or the most recent memory. So, um. And we had the battle of Kirk Cousins in primetime, which I guess it's primetime because it was the only game on, but it was 9.30 in the morning, so probably explains why he played a little better. And Andy Dalton, who didn't look that bad. Um, but basically what happened, uh, the fantasy football takeaways were Camara, healthy scratch, right before the game. And, of course, everybody has Latavius Murray, right? who goes out there and runs for 57 and one touchdown. Uh, you had that guy and you made that move, good for you. You're probably doing pretty well. Um, or maybe you're not because Kamara hasn't been that good. But big takeaway from New Orleans side, uh, Chris Olave, bona fide stud, no doubt about it. That guy is all over the field. He runs spectacular routes. Um, and then, of course, for New Orleans, you know, so if you're if you have Alave, good for you. If you don't, you should probably try to get him. I don't know what you would, you know, offer for him. Uh, but maybe like a Thielen or you know somebody like that. Try to get a younger guy who's going to take up a lot of the targets. But um, and then Taysom Hill had a rushing touchdown, of course. Uh, Dalvin. <laughs> Goodness. So this is one of my guys um, on the Minnesota side. Uh, Dalvin had decent, had pretty much all the volume. Um, 76 yards rushing to two receptions for 10 yards. Uh, 
and then Madison gets the touchdown. And then Justin Jefferson gets the rushing touchdown. So twice on the goal, <laughs> Dalvin Cook didn't get in the end zone. And I have Dalvin in a lot of my leagues. Um, so we're just keeping our fingers crossed because he's he's got the uh, he's got the iron sleeve now. So it doesn't look like he'll miss any time, but um, just frustrating to, to watch other people run the ball in except for him. So not panicking though. We're not going to give up on Dalvin. He's still a crazy talent. Um, but Justin Jefferson, holy smokes, he's back. Ten receptions, 147 yards, and a rushing TD, oddly enough. But that guy can't be covered. So if you have Justin Jefferson, good for you. And then if you play in a league with kickers, Greg Joseph with a historical day, good for him. Um, so that's Minnesota, uh, New Orleans. Um, basically, big takeaways, Olave, Dalvin, and Jefferson. All right, we move into um, Arizona and Carolina. Um, that was a hard game to watch. Um, actually, no, 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 that was, let's back up. Let's go into some of the early games. I almost jumped into the 4 o'clock slot there. Let's go to uh, Cleveland and Atlanta, which was an entertaining game. Um, Atlanta wins 23-20, to 20, uh, but big takeaways from this. Cordell for Daryl, score Daryl, whatever you want to call him. Um, he had a pretty decent game. He was coming in with a questionable, questionable designation. But he still got 38 yards um, and a touchdown. And then you saw the combination of Algier, and he had a, if, if you're not familiar with that guy, rookie running back out of BYU, um, he had over 100 total yards, I guess, whenever Cordero went out. Um, so if if you need a running back, Tyler Algier is somebody probably available in your league. Um, and then we got to see a pretty – see Jacoby Brissett flash the athleticism a little bit with a nice touchdown run. Um, but also for the Falcons, Drake London didn't show up. Um, and then Kyle Pitts continues to, I don't know, be a freak athlete, but not get too much work. And I'm assuming that's because Mariota um, doesn't really target his tight ends very well. Um, but the big, you know, big takeaway is Drake London had a down game. That's probably somebody you want to make a move on if you could. A lot of these young receivers are really good. So try to try to acquire those guys for sure. Because if anything's if we've learned anything so far this year is that the top end running backs just have not not yet anyways have not panned out. Um for the most part. Uh for the Browns, Njoku was a hot waiver ad this week, um, given his availability because he had a huge game against the Steelers. He went five for seventy three. Good for him. I picked him up in a couple of leagues, so that's a pretty good I'll take that as a as a punt at tight end. Nick Chubb continues to be probably the best running back in the league. With he went for one eighteen and a touchdown, and then Amari Cooper, who was hot, is now not hot because he caught one ball for nine yards. So, moving on to the game of the day, or so it was supposed to be, 
which was supposed to be an absolute knockdown, drag out, 51 point over under, was the Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens. And the Baltimore Ravens on the backs, on the back of two turnovers in the first half um, that they forced against the Bills, got up to like a 20 to 3 lead, I think is what it was. And then Buffalo came back, and I think scored 20 unanswered points to win 23 to 20. The weather was really ridiculous in this game, which is probably why the scoring wasn't that good. But Josh Allen still had a decent game, not his usual game. Um, still ran for 70. That's because the, the weather was pretty bad. So, But he ran for 70 and scored a touchdown. And then Lamar, an off game for him, which was surprising because Buffalo's defense is pretty banged up. Um, so off game, but nothing to worry about. I think the big story was J.K. Dobbins. He had 65 total yards, 63 total yards, and then a rushing and receiving touchdown. So I don't know what to make of that. Um, I guess if you have him, good for you. I don't know that I'd be trying to, like, acquire him at all. I mean, he looked decent, but, you know, if Buffalo doesn't turn the ball over, I'm not really sure what else he does. So I don't know. Andrews was pretty much non-existent. For Baltimore, um, two receptions, 15 yards. So down game for him. Just a down game for everybody in this game except for Josh Allen and J.K. Dobbins. Singletary continues to be, that's another guy. Singletary is, looks like he's got his role pretty much solidified for the most part. And he pretty much gets his, he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns because Josh Allen obviously, but he'd be a nice RB2 or flex for sure. Um, he had, I think, 96 total yards, so he continues to just be solid, not really busting, not really booming. Um, and then all the receivers for the Bills were kind of, yeah, uh, except for one of my new favorite nicknames, Isaiah McHansey. Um, he scores again, so Josh Allen likes him in the red zone, and Gabe Davis has just been... I don't know if the ankles still bother him, but, you know, basically him and Diggs were non-factors today. But we'll move on. Los Angeles Chargers and the Houston Texans. Los Angeles wins 34-24, to 24, so there, was a, there were a lot of points here. Um, <laughs> I think we all know the big story here, the pre-draft darling. Um, Damian Pierce busted off a long run, so that guy, man, he's a guy that I wish I would have gotten more often. I try to get him everywhere I can, but he's somebody I might try to trade for, honestly, because he's a stud, even though Houston stinks. But they play hard. They're in most of their games, so it's not like their dudes are fantasy washes. Um, Brandon Cooks had a nice game, 757-1. and one. And then Nico Collins is a guy I've been kind of monitoring. Um, he had three for 82, so he, you know, kind of like one of those plug-and-play plug guys, but good talent. Um, but basically, Damian Pierce, I would be trying to grab that guy wherever I could. Um, for the Chargers, Herbert, 340-2, and two, coming off the rib cartilage. He's in his second week out, so probably he's still hurting, but another couple of weeks and he'll be good to go most likely 
and the two big points from that, Mike Williams had a pretty big game, but Austin Eckler finally showed up. And isn't that funny? Austin Eckler shows up, scores like three touchdowns, two rushing, one receiving, 109 total yards, and the Chargers put up a bunch of points. Hmm. Interesting. Wouldn't you say? And then Gerald Everett, uh, again, I've seen him on a lot of waiver wires. That is a guy that you should be trying to snag for sure. Josh or uh, Justin Herbert likes him a lot. So there you go. The snow piercer, Damian Pierce. Definitely try to make a move on that guy. All right. New York Jets at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jets get the win 24 to 20, but it is white picket fence time as Pittsburgh is settling down their house, it seems, or moving into their house, occupied with Kenny Pickett. So, big stories from this one. Uh, It wasn't a very, I guess it was a decent game to watch, but big stories on the Jets' side. Brees Hall continues the takeover. The uh, (laughs) 78 total yards. Uh, and a touchdown, so he continues to look like like a pretty good back. Um, one of the big things, uh, Tyler Conklin, tight end, uh, three catches, 52 yards. That was a big question for most people who had Conklin or wanted Conklin. Was Joe Flacco out? Can Zach Wilson still get him the ball? Da-da-da-da-da. Decent outing for him. The big takeaway is Corey Davis. Now, when Zach Wilson got drafted last year, um, Corey Davis was his guy, no question. Um, before, um, I think they drafted Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson like last year in camp. Corey Davis was his number one target, so I wasn't surprised to see Corey Davis go for five, uh, five catches, seventy-four yards, and a touchdown, just because they have a history. Um, Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore, they did okay. Corey Davis is an interesting topic. So, on the Steelers' side, George Pickens continues his meteoric rise. Um, Six catches, 102 yards, and also Fryermuth, um, seven for 85. I mean, that, that, that should tell you something about the direction where they're going. Deontay Johnson only had two catches for 11 yards. Um... And then Najee had 74 total yards. So, not worried about Najee, but Johnson and Claypool, it seems like Pickett, obviously it makes sense that Pickett was working with Pickens more. But, and also the number one rule is young quarterbacks like your tight ends. So, Pickens and Fryermuth are pretty interesting. I'm sure Pickens is available in a lot of waiver wires. So, there you go. That's Steelers and Jets. Washington and Dallas. Uh, Dallas wins 25 to 10. Cooper Rush continues the quarterback controversy talk in Dallas as he is now 4 0 as their starter. And everybody seems to be doing well under him, including C.D. Lamb, who went for 697 and 1. Zeke had a nice game, 81 total yards. Uh, <laughs> their defense, Dallas's defense was all over Carson Wentz. And that's like the second game in a row for Wentz. He just does not look very good. Uh, Gibson and McKissick, and then Brian Robinson supposedly supposed to come back, but 
Gibson and McKissick basically had 40 yards apiece. So anything in that backfield, no thank you. Logan Thomas, another hot tight end. Everybody's trying to find the white whale of the tight ends. Five for 19 for Logan Thomas. Um, not that good. Uh, Jahan Dotson, 340, three for 43 and one. I think he got hurt too. Curtis Samuel continues to dominate the targets in that. He was four receptions, 38 yards. Um, and then Terry McLaurin, I, I don't know. You would think before the season it was it was Dotson and McLaurin, but it seems to be Curtis Samuel is the only piece on that offense. Other notes from that game is Michael Gallup came back and he had a touchdown, so that was pretty cool. Um, good for him. And Noah Brown's still putting up some pretty good numbers. All right, Seattle and Detroit. What an absolute electric factory this game was. Holy smokes, who would have thought? Seattle wins 48-45 on the road. Now, Detroit didn't have anybody, any of their playmakers. So, you look at this game from, like, a DFS perspective and even a regular perspective, like home league, and, you know, everybody's like, ugh, uh, Seahawks and Lions, ugh. But you didn't realize I got an argument, or not an argument, but a text message chat with some of my buddies that I talked to and we're doing our DFS stuff, and I was like, Detroit defense all day. It's Geno Smith. There's no way he can. And I was wrong, terribly wrong, because Geno went off. Geno threw for over 300, two touchdowns, and then had 49 rushing yards and a touchdown. And then Rashad Penny went off, 151-2. and two. DK Metcalf went off, 7-149. and 149. Tyler Lockett, 6 for 91. And the big thing here, um, Again, I feel like I'm always talking about tight ends. Um, is Will Disley went for four thirty nine and one? He seems to score a lot, and Gino I think likes him a lot. So Disley is a guy you could absolutely plug and play right in there. Um, and then Jared Goff three seventy eight and four. Jamal Williams did what we thought he would do. He did not let the Seahawks off the hook, and he went for one hundred eight and two. And Josh Reynolds had a big game, seven for eighty-one and one. Um, and then T.J. Hawkinson went absolutely bananas, eight one seventy-one and two. Huge game for Hawkinson. But those are all kind of what we expected. It was just we're probably afraid to play Seahawks and Lions, right? You know, rightfully so. <laughs> I mean, those teams, you know. But it was a fun game to watch. And then I found this interesting. Some dude named Tom Kennedy, a wide receiver for the Lions. I don't know who that guy is, but he had three receptions and 54 yards. <laughs> Where did that guy come from? Sweet name, too. Very, very presidential. Accountant like Tom Kennedy. Go out there and get you three catches. How about it? So, absolutely wild game. Big takeaways. DK's still a freak. Rashad is a good running back and then I don't know if Hawkinson's back because they didn't really have all their studs but and I think Seattle's not very good on defense so I don't know I'd still play Hawkinson and I'd still play Rashad and DK no no question and then Jamal's even flex worthy even if Swift comes back when he comes back so there you go um 
Tennessee and Indianapolis. Tennessee uh, wins 24 to 17. My goodness, Indianapolis. Matt, <laughs> Matt Ryan back there flailing around playing quarterback. And they look awful in the red zone. Holy smokes. Um, Jonathan Taylor, I think I saw he hurt his ankle, rolled his ankle. I think he's going to have imaging. Um, and if it's an Indianapolis game, you can bet your bottom dollar that some random tight end is going to catch three touchdowns. So good luck figuring that out. Um, so Jonathan Taylor had 42 total yards. Uh, that's another guy that I have a lot of Jonathan, a lot invested in Jonathan Taylor. So I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like, oh my gosh, man. <laughs> this guy's better than this. Did Matt, what happened? Is Carson Wentz better than Matt Ryan? What is going on? Um, Michael Pittman was okay. Uh, three for thirty-one. Well, that's not okay. That's not what you. Not what he was drafted for. So, um, big big takeaway. Alec Pierce continues to be pretty involved. Rookie uh, wide receiver out of Cincinnati, four for eighty. Um, and then Mo Alley Cox, six for eighty-five and two. Kylan Granson, another tight end, four for sixty-two. And then Jelani Woods, one for thirty-three. So they had eleven total receptions between the three of them. Good luck figuring out that out every week. Um, on the Tennessee side, Derrick Henry seems it's getting he seems to get better as the season goes along. Um, so we're four games in, but he had one fourteen and one, and then three receptions for thirty three yards. So Tannehill's finding him out of the backfield. Um, Traylon Burks was two for fourteen. Good talent, um, but he was hobbled at the end. So, and then Robert Woods caught four for 30. So, good old Bobby Trees. Seems like he's rounding into form. It looks like it's going to be Burks and Woods. So, there you go. Um, big win for Tennessee. And then Indianapolis, I don't know what they're doing. So, give the ball to Jonathan Taylor. That's what you should do all the time. So, on to Chicago. Uh, versus the New York Giants, the new, the three and one New York Giants as they win this game twenty to twelve. Who had money on that? Holy cows! They're shuffling in quarterbacks. Uh, the the Giants had eighty two total passing yards. I think Jones actually got hurt, so he got taken out, and then they put Tyrod in, and then he got hurt, so they put Jones back in. But Jones had sixty eight rushing yards and two touchdowns and seventy one passing yards. Big news from this is Saquon. Man, I don't know if, if you watch him, but good gosh, is he good. He is electric, and he looks great. So they're pretty much just giving him the ball. He had 146 total yards, uh, or rushing yards, and then two for 16. Uh, the leading receiver for the Giants was Darius Slayton, not Richie James, not David Sills, but Darius Slayton, he's back. I'm sure everybody remembers him from a couple years ago when he just caught Long bomb after long bomb after long bomb. but And Kenny G was nowhere to be found. And on the Bears' side, everybody was always or all over Khalil Herbert after what he did last week. I think he still had over 100 yards total. Uh, Darnell Mooney had a pretty nice game, 4 for 94, but they just continue to not throw the ball ever, which is funny because usually they're behind. So Saquon's a freak. Tried to get him. Couldn't get him. I'm still saying he's my guy, though. I like Saquon. 
Um, next was Jacksonville at Philadelphia in this game. I had it on, and it was raining like crazy. So there was a lot of running the ball going on. So, but the Eagles, man, they still, they still had guys put up numbers. Um, you look at the stat sheet, and it's like, okay, Jalen Hurts threw for 204, and the majority of that went to A.J. Brown, 5 for 95, and Dallas Goddard, 5 for 72. And then Miles Sanders ran wild as he went for 134 and 2. So, Last year, Miles Sanders didn't score a lot of touchdowns. And then the year before, like, he looks like he has the talent, but he could never find the end zone. And it looks like they got that offense going. So, Miles Sanders is an interesting trade candidate because that offense has run so well. Problem is, he'll disappear if Jalen Hurts is running the ball. So, I don't know. But A.J. Brown has been phenomenal for them. And on the Jacksonville side, they didn't have Zay Jones. Um, and when one of their top receivers is out, and if Jamal Agnew is still on the roster, you play Jamal Agnew, no matter what. <laughs> one of their top guys is out, and Jamal Agnew's like, hey, Jamal Agnew's, Jamal Agnew's going to get an increased role. Put him in your lineup immediately, because he went four for 50 and two. Um, he had 50 total yards, two touchdowns. I don't know what it is about that guy, but good for him. Um, Christian Kirk was two for 60. So, and then ETN and James Robinson combined for 61 yards. So they were pretty much behind the whole time. So they were throwing a, a lot, but not effectively. I don't know. It was a weird game. They were behind, but Lawrence only threw for 174. So, but bottom line is, if Jamal Agnew's playing, put him in. Put him in your lineup. So, and also James Robinson with this down game people didn't watch it they'll look and be like oh gosh James Robinson must have been his Achilles and you're going to be like no I heard it was raining like crazy and it just wasn't a very and Philly's defense is really really good so it was a bad matchup bad weather this would be the time to buy in on James Robinson all right now we get to Arizona the late games three late games Arizona versus Carolina man that like I said earlier, that was a hard game to watch. Like You watch that game and you're like, oh, the Panthers are in control. Their defense is really good. And then Baker gets on offense and you're like, well, who is he throwing the ball to? <laughs> but it, it just, I mean, all over the place. And he looks like he's Fred Flintstone back there with his twinkle toes just dancing all over the pocket, never sets his feet. Uh, the other big takeaway was Kyler Murray, Zach Ertz, and Hollywood Brown or volume hogs. So Kyler had a pretty good game. Um, two total touchdowns, one rushing, one throwing. James Conner was not very good. 55 rushing, 22 receiving. He just hasn't been good this year. Um, their offenses look weird, though. But it, it might change when Hopkins comes back. Hollywood Brown, 6 for 88 and 1. Zach Ertz, 6 for 47 and 1. Mentioned them earlier. The interesting thing was the early season darling. Greg Dortch had one catch for six yards, and then uh, Moore, Rondell Moore, came back and was three for 11. So those two just basically canceled each other out. So moving forward, I don't know what to make of those guys, especially when Hopkins comes back. It's basically going to be 
Brown, Ertz, and Hopkins. Uh, and that offense, I don't know if it's very good. So do with that what you may. I think once Hopkins comes back, people might be off. Hollywood Brown, you might be able to get him. So uh, on the Carolina side, their defense actually is pretty good. They had a, they had a touchdown today. So and then. Christian McCaffrey ran the ball eight times for 27 yards, but then Baker finally figured out, hey, if I throw it to this guy in space, he can make people miss. So he went nine for 81 and one and had a pretty good day. And then DJ Moore finally showed some life, six for 50. So I don't know if that's going to be going upward or, I mean, who knows if Matt Rule will even make it through the season. So, but Baker finally figured out how to, get it to his best players didn't work because they only scored what nine points since their defense scored um well no i guess yeah nine points because they missed two point conversion so but anyways christian mccaffrey had a pretty good game especially when people thought he was gonna be out um moving on to uh denver and las vegas uh the raiders win 32 to 23 everybody knows Javante Williams hurt his knee, so they don't know how serious he's going to have an MRI. Uh, big takeaways, obviously that, and then Melvin Gordon fumbling right into the defender's hand, and Raiders get a defensive touchdown, which ended up pretty much being the difference. But that was early on. But on that play, we had a we had a big number seventy-two for the for the uh, Broncos. I can't remember if that's the left tackle or not, but he was. <laughs> He was running down the field after the defender on that fumble by Melvin Gordon and just dove, even though he was nowhere even close. Uh, Derek Carr is apparently dual-threat quarterback as he ran for 40 yards on seven rushes. Um, but Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams went, or Josh Jacobs in particular went off. He had 144 on the ground and two touchdowns and five catches for 31. Um, and then Devontae Adams had nine catches for 101. Uh, I don't know where Darren Waller is. Uh, he three for 24, so I don't think he's been very good this year. So a lot of volume to, to hand around on that offense. So makes sense that, you know, Mac, Mac Hollins also, he had a, a decent game. But big story, Josh Jacobs. And then Russ had a pretty good game, 237 and 2, 29 on the ground, and one rushing touchdown. And he threw the ball to, I counted them up, it was 10 different receivers. So, man, they spread the ball. They got like seven tight ends they shuffle in there. But the, the main beneficiaries are Cortland Sutton. He had five for 52 and one. Um, and then Judy had four for 53 and one. So, the two the two primary guys had decent games, so maybe their offenses turn. I don't know what they're going to do without Javante, but they're probably going to have to throw the ball a lot more. So maybe invest in some of those Denver Broncos wide receivers if you can. So because I think Bell Cal Boone's about to step in there and start taking some work. Um, and then the last game was uh, an overtime game: Green Bay and New England up in Lambeau. Green Bay wins on a Last second field goal, 27-24 over the Patriots. Uh, the big news from this game is Romeo Dobbs had a good run. 
he was the man and then not the man and then the man again all in the same game and I think now he's not the man because he dropped that last touchdown pass so nobody knows and then Christian Watson scored um and then we had an absurd amount yet again of zoom ins on Aaron Rodgers' face because apparently that's what everybody likes to see when they're watching the game is how does re- how does Rodgers react after every throw um <laughs> this was a this was an interesting game because they both played fairly evenly the way they wanted to do it obviously New England's on their third quarterback who by the way I'm calling it he's going to win the job Bailey Zappi the walking electric factory. I mean, his name says it all. He was 99 yards for one touchdown. But he's he can sling it. So it'll be interesting to see what what happens with him. Um, but they basically split the work down the middle between Harris and Stevenson, who both looked pretty good. Harris had 86 yards and one touchdown. Stevenson had 66 yards on the ground and then four catches for 23 and then Devontae Parker finds the end zone again so he seems to be rising above the rest um, Devontae Parker that is because he's caught a touchdown he had a big game last week got a touchdown and had another touchdown this week so on the Green Bay side but the big takeaway from New England is quarterback controversy just like in Dallas even though New England lost they went into Green Bay they had a moral victory, so notch a belt in the notch one in the belt for Bailey Zappi for moral victory. I don't know what those mean, but count them. Uh, on the Green Bay side, Rodgers was pretty good, two fifty one and two. Slow first half, and then lit it up in the second. And then Jones and Dylan pretty much split the work. They each had almost sixteen, seventeen opportunities, both on. Jones was over 100 yards, and Dylan was at 73. Um, Bob Tunyon found the end zone. He had 22 yards and one touchdown. And then Romeo Dobbs, the darling, uh, 5 for 47 and 1. Could have had a much bigger game if he caught that last 50-yard bomb. Um, But Rodgers appears to like him. But Alan Lazard rose above the rest at six catches for 116. So... Seems right now it's between Lazard and Dobbs, which everybody could figure that out. So as the season goes on, that'll probably become more clear. But those two guys are definitely the ones to have. So, and that's all the games. So big takeaways. I forgot to mention in the Giants game, Cody Bellinger again, as our quest for the tight end continues. Um, Gerald Everett. Cody Bell or uh, I think something Bellinger. He went three for twenty-three, but he's been more involved. But Everett Bellinger, Will Disley, um, those are some of the guys. And then any one of the Colts tight ends on any given weekend, if you get lucky. Um, and then play Jamal Agnew if one of the Jags receivers is out. If you want to play Zach Ertz. So the four tight ends, those are kind of the big takeaways. But anyways, that sums up the the recap. Um, we'll see how it goes. Maybe do one next week too. But everybody, good luck. Get your guys, always.